0: Good morning, everyone. The opening video that we uh, saw in the outset of this service is such a great reminder uh, that it is in our unexpected moments that we are reminded of the unchanging promises of God. If you're like me, then you might find yourself headed into the new year, uh, not with eager anticipation, but rather maybe even a cautious hesitation, wondering what the future holds and wondering uh, how will we as Christ followers lean into his plan for our lives. If there's one thing that we've learned in 2020 is that uh, the unexpected is now actually expected. We can respond with anxiousness, we can uh, respond with worry or fear, or we can actually go on the offense and we can press into the one thing that will bring about a Peace that surpasses all understanding, which is what I talked about on Christmas Eve. Uh, I want to lead us uh, this coming year into 2021 with 21 days of prayer and fasting, starting on the 1st and going through the 21st. Now, this isn't something new to our church. We've done this over the years. And last year, uh, in, to celebrate leap year, we did 29 days of prayer. Uh, we didn't do the fasting part. But I want us to kick the year off Uh, Right. that we're going to kick it off with 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting, and uh, next Sunday we're going to kick off a series called Book of Prayers, where we highlight some of the most powerful prayers of Scripture and bring those applications into our life. Today I want to introduce us to the importance of prioritizing prayer in our life, and what I'm about to share with you isn't all that new or novel. But the genius of a sermon is not the, wow, I never thought of that before, but in the stuff you've always heard before, but haven't yet started doing. And if I could just encourage you this morning, I would say, this is something that I believe we need to start doing I want to take a look at an outline, really, the book of uh, or Philippians chapter 4, not the entire book. We don't have time for that. But I want to take a look at an outline, Philippians chapter 4, and highlight why prayer is so important to our life and why it ought to be the first response to every circumstance that we have. The first point that I want to make is that prayer replaces worry. The English root word for worry is to strangle. And maybe that's how you felt this past year. Maybe we've had thoughts like, I don't know, how's this going to work out? Uh, uh, What's going to happen with my life? What's going to happen with, and you fill in the blank with whatever it is that you're maybe worrying about. What we have to realize is that worry borrows from our future. In other words, if you worry about something and it happens, you've worried about it twice. If you worry and it doesn't happen, then you've worried in vain. Philippians 4, 6 says, Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer. I like how the the message paraphrase says it. It says, Don't fret and worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. This year, for 21 Days of Prayer, we want to help you as a family do this together. On on Sunday the 3rd, for the first 30 families that uh, come to the Welcome Center and claim their book, we're doing one book per family uh, there's a, we, we have a gift for you, and it's called Prayer Works, and I want to read it from you. It looks like this. Uh, this is the book that you'll get, and this is, uh, it's called Prayer Training and Strategy for Kids. So this is an opportunity for you families, especially with young children, for you to be able to go through 21 days of prayer together as you learn and grow. I want to read to you. This is from the chapter that's called What is Prayer? It's a conversation with God. And it says this, it says, you can be sure that God is listening just as if you were talking to a friend. But unlike your earthly friends, God has the power to make all of your worries and fears work together for your good. It goes on and it says in Romans, it goes on and it says, uh, he alone has the ability to give you the desires of your heart. So when you're talking to your friends here on earth, remember that you have a powerful God in heaven who wants to talk to you too. Be sure to make time for him. Then just wait and see how it changes your life. What is something that makes you laugh? It has some questions uh, that, uh, that you can go ahead and read to your, uh, to your kids. It says, what, are, what is something that makes you laugh? Tell it to God. What are you afraid of? Tell him. Make a habit of talking to him as often as you would talk to your friends. Lay out your Bible as a reminder and whisper a prayer every time you see it. So each chapter just contains just a little bit of of questions. It discusses things like, what is prayer? Why should I pray? Uh, Where do I pray? Is there a wrong way to pray? What should I pray for? And does God really hear me? So this is... uh, a gift that we want to give to you as our families. This is something that Pastor Julie has used in some of her classrooms, and uh, we felt like this is a great opportunity to equip you. There's no charge. There's no cost. It's for the first 30 families. That's how many books we have. If we go through all those books, we'll get you. Uh, we'll get you a book as soon as we can get some more in. So, we want to equip you as parents to teach you how uh, teach your children how to pray. Maybe even, you know, for some of you, you're like, man, I need that. Maybe this will be helpful to teach you how to pray as well. What a great reminder that he alone has the power to make all our worries and fears cease. That's, uh, that's what we just read about. I don't know about you, but it's easy to wonder, God, where is all of this going? Like all of what we've experienced in 2020 the question is, is, where is all of this going? What's going to happen to us? What's going to happen to our families? In Matthew chapter 6, verse 34, it says, Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. The point that I want to make is that what we worry about the most reveals where we trust God the least. Prayer says we are going to grab our worries and we're going to release those to God. The second point is that prayer relinquishes control. We, we want to co-control with God, don't we? I mean, if you're like me, uh, I, I, want, um, I want to have a hand in God's role in my life. But Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present. And what that word present means is to lay it down at his feet. Submit it to him. Present your request to God. And the peace of God... And this is that verse again, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. You could say it like this. It can't be God's problem and my problem at the same exact time. We've got to release it to him. We've got to present our problems. We've got to present our cares over to him. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you is what 1 Peter 5, 7 says. That you could throw your whole weight of your anxieties upon him for you are his personal concern that's the phillips translation romans fifteen thirteen says may the god of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the holy spirit You recognize that some of these scriptures are very familiar from these past few weeks, and they're all coming to the culmination of us spending time dedicated in prayer in the coming year. The third thing that I want to point out is that prayer regulates our thinking. We have way too many things that are, to be honest, just polluting our minds. And we're saying, God, you have to wash my mind. You have to to guard my, the, the, the eyes, you have to guard my mind. Philippians 4, eight says it like this, finally, brother, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about those things. Think about such things is what the scripture says. I get to prayer and I'm I'm just saying, God, I want to put my eyes on you. And oftentimes when we are completely filling our minds with things that are just polluting it, it makes it really difficult to to put our focus on him. When we come to prayer, all of the distraction, all of the noise, all of the pollution is pushed aside. And when we commit our time in prayer, it gives us this focus to be able to, to hear from him and to, to clear our minds of the junk that has filled it. Colossians 3.2 says in the New Living Translation, it says, I think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Maybe this year you consider, as we go into 21 days of prayer and fasting, maybe your fast is an, a media input fast. You know, there's so many things out there that are, are polluting our minds. Maybe it's the news. <laughs> if you're like me, you're just sick and tired of, of listening to the news, of watching the news, and uh, maybe for you it's Netflix, maybe it's shows, whatever it is that's, that's a distraction to your relationship with God, maybe you consider fasting that this year. C.S. Lewis says this, he says, aim at heaven and you'll get earth thrown in. But if you aim at earth, you'll get neither. Number four, prayer reveals contentment. You know, I've often wondered that maybe because we have everything that we need, we don't really have a need to go to him in prayer. What I mean by that is when I, when I pray, I go in saying, God, this is what I need. This, I need this. I, I, this is what I want you to do. I, I want you to take care of this situation. I need this situation in my life. And, and I wonder if at times, because we don't really need all that much, we don't go to him in prayer. Really, what happens in prayer is a transformation of the heart, that it really isn't about what's taking place uh, in our life, it 's not our needs, it 's not our wants. it 's really saying, "You know what? I have all I need. I want to come to you because I want to be thankful and grateful and content because I have everything that I need." Philippians 4:12 says, "I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in every situation. Whether well-fed and hungry or hungry, whether living or in plenty or in want. Psalm 23.1 says, Because the Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. When we come to him in prayer, it creates a sense of contentment that everything I have is taken care of. That whether I am hungry or I, I am fed, I have everything that I need. Number five, prayer moves us toward God. The, the reason why prayer is so important for our lives is because prayer doesn't move God towards us. That's not how it works. No, prayer moves us toward God. We have this unique opportunity to enter into the presence of our King of Kings. We get to praise his name. We get to give him glory for his grace and mercy that has been bestowed on each and every one of us. Our God is to be praised. We can personally choose to praise him from our own mouths. But whether we make the personal decision we praise uh, to praise him or not, He is still worthy of our praise. Listen, God created us to praise him. He created everything to praise him. If we, his children, are not going to do it, scripture tells us that the rocks will cry out, that that the trees will take over for us, that God created them to praise, and they are always humming in praise. If scientists are noticing that the oceans praise over ours, we are not doing our job. Can I just say that we don't have the luxury of complacency? Jesus said that if his people, if they, if they keep quiet, he says the stones will cry out. Psalm 19.1 says the heavens declare The glory of God in the sky proclaims the work of his hands. The song that you're about to hear excels in painting a picture of God's creation in such a way that will strike a chord with those who uh, really are more visually oriented. One of the lines says, and as you speak, a hundred billion galaxies are born. And as you speak, a hundred billion creatures catch your breath. Listen, we don't have the the luxury to be complacent in our ability to be people of praise. We are people who come in prayer. We come in prayer because it draws God to uh, it draws us to God that we are a people who who step into our praise with him. This is about followers of Jesus standing up and committing to say, if everything else in creation is going to praise him, so will I. So will I. If the trees and the rocks are going to praise him, then so will I. And so, church, I'm asking you this morning, would you consider spending the 21 days at the beginning of the year praising his name, committed to prayer, committed to fasting, And being willing to praise his name, will you be willing to say, so will I.